Good morning and welcome to Herb Oracle Podcast, botanical divination with herbs, essences, flowers, and trees with your host, Herbal Marie. Let's start the day off pulling some oracle cards and getting a few messages. We can shoot the shiitake in a spiritual way-ish. And if you follow me on Instagram, I'll post a pic of the cards at Herb Oracle. Thanks so much for joining me. Here we go. I am clearing space. I am opening the mental space, the physical space, and energetic space of my life. I am clearing space. I am making more room in my world for amazing new opportunities, better thoughts, better feelings, and more creativity to flow within me. I am opening space. What's up, y'all? Just thought I'd start out with a few intentions. Remember those? Yeah, like that's what I got reminded of yesterday too. <laughs> like remember when you used to make intentions for yourself? And it is. Intentions are pretty much like affirmations, but you focus on them more so. Like specific yet general. Um, or is it more general, less specific? But anyways, they can be either one. Um, obviously, I'm not an expert on intentions, but... I should try to be like in my own personal life. I actually should try to be a expert with intentions, with everything. Just try to be an expert of you. Yeah, I think that's like what my life boils down to. Trying to be an expert of myself, of my vibration, of my energy, of my manifestations. So yesterday... I told you that I was going to go clear some things and I did. Oh, I did. Like, you know, at first I was like, I just really want to clear some energy, but it literally started to like become a physical thing too yesterday. So, um, I cleaned out like a huge bag of trash from the garage and there was wood that needed to be set into a bonfire and I did that. So I embraced the element of fire yesterday and uh, got a lot of things done. And as I'm looking into this powerful fire, this flame is so amazing. Fire is incredible. I threw all of my attachments into that flame, so to speak. And all my distractions. Yes, that's what it was. My distractions I, I put into the flame as I'm standing there for like literally over an hour watching it burn. So anyways, check that off my list. That felt pretty good. So yesterday, we did the law of planetary affinity. And I it was only one sentence, so I wrote down the whole sentence in my notebook. The law of planetary affinity. It was concerned with the connection of the interaction of the planets with each other and their eventual marriage. So I, plan I, put, I put into Google, you know... <clears throat> marriage of the planets and of course it just comes up with like a bunch of astrology things for like if you want to get married and I was like oh no 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 we're good here right um just trying to get out of this one that I'm already in so the yesterday was law number 69 
And then it and then as the tarot cards were pulled yesterday, it was all about relationships and sex and sexual healing. And it, it was like later on in the day, I was like, haha, and it was Law 69. Didn't put those two together till later. But um, yesterday, I could have smacked my cards, but you know what? It needed to come up. I needed to talk about it. So <laughs> that was yesterday. Today, I think we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Um, oh my gosh. I have a lot of reading to do for the next law. It's the law of polarity. Law, the law of polarity. So this is probably good to talk about as well, right? Because we live in polarity, we live in duality, all that. But I think you should definitely make yourself some tea before I read all this. I'm drinking, um, I think it's maple ginger or something, Ver Vermont maple ginger. It's by Celestial Seasonings. I have just, of course, been completely attached to the tea bag with everything kind of just being wild wild and busy in my life. And it, it does make life easier. But I would like to get back to using my herbs on the shelf. I will. I know I will. By the end of winter, I won't have any, any left. No rush. Um, but yeah, these celestial seasonings and teas, they're pretty good. <laughs> good job. Good job. So are you ready? Just push pause. Go make some tea. Take a deep breath. Let's talk about the law of polarity and see what we need to know. So number 70, we're on the 70th law. We're going to do 105. 70 says everything is dual. So the law of polarity says everything is dual. Everything has poles. Everything has its pair of opposites. Like and unlike are the same. Opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. All paradoxes may be reconciled. The evidence of this principle is observed in the polarity of planets and various celestial bodies that include our Earth, solar system, and galaxy. Everything has polarity. Without the law of polarity, light, light, gravity, and electricity would not be possible. On the mental plane, this principle manifests itself in the heart center of each person as the enlightened or dark mind. The principle of polarity makes possible the choices we make on the scale of life between good and evil, right and wrong, generosity and greed, love and fear, truth and lies. The law of cause and effect is closely connected to polarity and holds us true to the choices and actions we make by returning, returning to us what we have measured out to others returning to us what we have measured out to others. Like the swing of the pendulum, it always returns where it began. Dang, 
All right, one more little paragraph. In biblical terms, it is expressed as whatsoever a man sows, so shall he reap. Do unto others as you would have them to you. I'm using my biblical voice. <laughs> this principle establishes the paradox or the dual aspects of reality. Everything that is has its double, positive and negative, light and darkness, hot and cold, love and fear, mortality and immortality. And that is the 70th law, the law of polarity. Yeah, they're alphabetical. <laughs> All right, so everything is dual. Everything has poles. Everything has its pair of opposites. And then it went on to say that like and unlike are the same. So opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. And all paradoxes can be reconciled. So very interesting. So it's like, even though we strive for the light, we really kind of have to know that like, darkness is just the polarity, right? And without the law of polarity, we wouldn't have gravity or electricity or light that we switch on and off. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, but it is, it is a struggle sometimes for people in polarity because, you know, then you have these choices between good and evil, right and wrong, generosity and greed, the big one, love and fear. Do you choose between truth and lies? So that's the law of polarity. It definitely, it definitely is interconnected with the law of cause and effect because what you put out, you get back. I really like that visualization of the pendulum swinging. It always returns to where it began. So it's like, doesn't that make you wanna check yourself? Like, what are you putting out? Knowing that whatever you put out is going to come right back to you. It's like, it's like you have this pendulum, this big pendulum on a big chain. <laughs> and it's like, you're going to push it away from you, but it's going to come right back to you, you know? So I would be, I would be pushing away hugs. <laughs> so hugs return to me, you know? Um, I actually had a dream last night that I was mean in my dream and I woke up and I was like, I don't like that I said that. Like it was this weird dream. I was like in like this coffee shop, gift shop run by hippies. And there was like this flighty, hippie, sassy young lady and she was like laying on the counter. And yeah, like in the dream, she must've been annoying me while I'm trying to check out. Um, I don't even remember what I was getting, but like, um, okay, so she's talking to me and she has like these kind of cross eyes, like in the dream, like a little shifty cross-eyed thing. And she's just like talking and talking. And finally she says, how old are you? 49? And apparently my ego did not appreciate being asked if I was 49. And I responded, no, 41. And um, then I said, but I guess you couldn't see that. Oh, 
And she looked at me and she totally understood the insult that I was making because she had googly eyes and like she got really offended. And I pretty much woke up pretty quick after that in the dream. And I was so disappointed with myself. Like, did you really just make fun of her eyes because you were offended that she thought you were eight years older than what you were? Anyways, shame. Shame on myself. <laughs> I hate it when I am I I don't like how I act in dreams. Like I know I was dreaming. I hope like I was dreaming, but it felt pretty lucid a little bit. And yeah, apparently my ego is like, yay, lucid dream. Time time to be a jerk. <laughs> Anyways, it can it can be reconciled, <laughs> I guess. Anyways, that's my little story of the law of polarity. Um, now, who started that, though? Was she insulting me and then I insulted her? Or, like, I don't know. Who swung the pendulum first? Anyways, I didn't like it. I didn't want to be a part of it. I don't want to start making fun of people's bodies um, because I felt insulted. With and maybe she wasn't even making fun of me, Sadie. Maybe she was just, she really just did not know how old you are. <laughs> but that was kind of a funny dream but also kind of an embarrassing dream hmm anyways that's the life with the law of polarity Whew. okay so my house is so smoked right now like I lit a stick of nog champa this morning and it just wasn't like doing it for me and then I noticed that half of my rosemary my tiny rosemary plant was drying up had dried up in the plant planter so I lit that on fire too I was like let's just smudge the hell out of this place because my rearranging and moving of things and clearing of things I think is going to continue on today I do like I think I need to move my desk again so if you've been following me for a while you know that the last time I moved my desk it was so um, I could have a change of scenery and not be staring at um, my my husband who was living with me at the time. So I, w I moved my desk so I wouldn't be staring at him in his office. So I, I opted to stare at the wall instead and out the window, which I really do enjoy. But now I'm feeling like this isn't working anymore. So I'm probably going to rearrange this whole entire room again. <laughs> and maybe take my sewing stuff back upstairs because I'm not getting sewing done down here any more than I was upstairs. And um, if I start doing live streams and videos again on my YouTube channel, Sadie Marie Cherico, I kind of need to have my back against the wall just for aesthetic reasons. Um, the last couple videos I've done, I've been at the desk like this and you can see the exercise bike behind me and my children running back and forth, <laughs> which is kind of fun, but you know, you know. So can we pull another Flowers Oracle card today? Because it's my new deck by Anton Antonella Castelli, and I'd love to just pull one card from her, and then we're going to surround her with these beautiful little cards by Maya Toll. Um, from herbiary herbiary 
Herbiary. Where do I even see the book? I'll have to find the book too. Maybe it's still in here. Anyways, that's what we'll do um, for the law of polarity. So how, how are you doing with the law of polarity? Do you struggle with it? Do you often find yourself having to make choices of, you know, being good or being being bad, being nice to people in your dream state or making fun of them. Wow, Sadie, what a jerk. <laughs> Am I having issues with my age? Uh, wow, definitely not, right? Definitely not. So these cards are really cute. There's 38 of them. One for every Bach flower remedy. And I downloaded two apps on my phone to get a nice affirmation for the cards too. So, <clears throat> Om Cream, I just want one card. One card for this. It's Wednesday. It's Wash the House Wednesday. Water the plant, House Plants Wednesday. Yeah, good day to move stuff around. Good day to clear. Good day to clean the toilet. Okay, there we go. There's our card. We'll do the one on the top. So sad to only do one. <laughs> um, shall we see what it is? Ooh, it's number 13. Gorse. And she is in a nice green, green dress. And, she, and the gorse flowers are yellow. And... She's kind of sitting there contemplating like like she's on like maybe like a bar stool or something and she has like one knee higher maybe like on the second rung and on that higher knee she's gently resting her elbow and gently resting her face like with her pointer finger curled on her cheekbone and her thumb under her chin jaw back a little bit anyways and she's just kind of looking <clears throat> like mm-hmm like kind of observing but kind of having a hundred thoughts going on in her head at the same time you know like when someone's like silently looking at you but you can tell like they're thinking several things yeah she's kind of laid back she's definitely in her power kind of in that powerful place of being the observer the non-reactor the watcher and yeah, I would say she feels intelligent, you know, um, at least contemplative, but more intelligent, like she's watching you make a fool of yourself. <laughs> so let's see what Gorse says. Gorse says, change your perspective on the world and find peace again. You and your loved ones will come up with new solutions that have thus far eluded you. There are different paths to be taken. Just let yourself imagine them. The world will change color if you truly desire to do so. So change your perspective on the world. That's really interesting because one of the last things that I read last night before going to bed, huh? I just maybe tied this into the dream that I had. Um, okay, it was an eye exercise from the book, The Clarity Cleanse, 
Like I was, um, I was flipping forward, even though I haven't read this part yet. And apparently it's going to come into more diet and exercises and detox and things like that. So it's not just a mindset book, like it wants to give you activities and things to do. And one of them was an eye exercise to change your perspective. And all it was, was for like 90 seconds, you are moving your eyes in every which way. So do that now, like figure eights, up and down, round and round, back and forth, sideways, diagonals, googly, 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 googly. So isn't that kind of funny? So I read that before I went to bed and then I did have a dream about a googly eyed girl who was sassy and then I was sassier back. Um, So that's funny, but weird, but hilarious that I didn't see the connection that I was reading something about eye exercises. So keep doing that, move them back and forth as long as you're not driving or whatever. (laughs) Like sweep, sweep, sweep the bottom back and forth sweep 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 the top back and forth like my eyes are going all over the place in every direction so if you do this for about i think it said 90 seconds and then i'm not sure what you're supposed to do after that you guys but it literally will help physically change your perception and now we're getting the 13th flower essence gorse which says change your perspective on the world and find peace again So if you're not seeing peace in your life, change your perspective, change your perception. And it's saying that you and your loved ones will come up with new solutions that have thus eluded you. So be open for something new. I know like right now, like I think we're on like our sixth or seventh week. I don't know what week of homeschool we're on. I'd have to check our vocab list. (laughs) That's how I keep track of what week we're on. Um, and yeah, I know like my youngest daughter is definitely bored. I'm already feeling like the rut of like the routine of homeschool. Like we need to like a little more excitement in our life, maybe, um, something new to do, something to be inspired about, passionate about. Definitely for my youngest Sagittarian daughter, like she needs 13 projects every day to keep her interested in everything. And, um, yeah, like maybe like there's something that we haven't yet thought of that we can open up our imaginations and in a new path will emerge. So the world will change color if you truly desire to do so. So let's pull up the apps. <clears throat> let's pull up the apps and we're looking for gorse. Of gorse, of course. And Gorse is a flower essence for when you have given up all hope of improvement. And it really is a beautiful yellow flower. Um, They did a good job with the illustrations on the card because I'm looking at a real picture of Gorse now. But it's like for when you've given up all hope, like, okay, this is just as good as it gets. Nothing's ever going to change. You just are like kind of have given up hope. So if you take the Gorse, flower essence or even right now let's just connect into the spirit of gorse the energy of gorse this is a essence that will offer new hope so if you feel like nothing can help you anymore gorse offers new hope 
If you feel like there's little hope for a good outcome, like this is going to go bad, right? This is going to get so bad. This is going to get ugly. Maybe Gorse can help you offer some new hope um, and just, you know, help you change your perspective, help you come up with a new idea. So let's open up the other app then. Um, Gorse, leave leaves behind hopelessness and despair and helps you find a light at the end of the tunnel and new vigor. So here's our, S, our, our um, affirmation from the flower remedy gorse. I free myself from the dark and hold fresh hope. I free myself from the dark and hold fresh hope hope. I free myself from the dark and hold fresh hope. Nice. Good. So yeah, freeing ourselves from the darkness, from our dark perceptions, our, you know, basically we get caught up in negativity, law of polarity, right? And then, yeah, sometimes we need a little help switching teams. So, yeah, free yourself from the dark. Hold hope. And, yeah, look look for that new perspective. Be open to it. Okay, so I'm seeing I grabbed another deck, too. I grabbed Flower Wishes by Tina T. Ames because I think, like, I would like four of these um, herbiary cards. And in the four corners, maybe some herbs that could help us let go of the darkness and embrace the light, right, of, of that kind of idea. Maybe, who knows, my cards have a mind of their own. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll pull some of these cute little quotes um, to maybe go in between them. We'll see, we'll see, let's see. We will see if we have eyes to see, my goodness. I was actually just saying the other day, Oh, no, no cards want to come out here. Let me shuffle again. I was just saying the other day, I guess I don't need eyes to see um, because my vision sometimes is like, what the heck? Do you need, do you need reading glasses? You know, uh, I definitely need glasses for far away. All right, so here we go. To go along with the 13th Flower Remedy course, we're going to maybe pull some cards here from this deck. So stubborn today. All right, so there we have our top two and our bottom one. Okay, so as I went to shuffle, just one card slipped out in my hand and I'm holding the deck on one side and one on the one that fell out. So my plan has been kicked to the curb. We're doing two at the top and one at the bottom. Okay, fine. All right, here we go. I do love the way it looks. The back of the herbary cards are gorgeous. They're got like this bronzy, shimmery bronzy look to them on a dark indigo color. All right, so I can already tell we've got some reversed cards. Um, no, we have a reverse card here. So the first card 
that is up top on the left is vervain but it is reversed with a message to let the magic in so if we're holding on to the darkness yeah that's true vervain we're not letting the magic in we're not having a magical mindset we need to change our outlook on life we need to change our vision maybe it is a point of instead of looking outside of ourselves, we need to look within ourselves. I like that idea. Yeah, let the magic in. So that's the first one up on the top left, let the magic in. And you know, as you can see her now sitting in the chair, the gorse lady, the lady of the gorse. Um, yeah, like maybe she is like kind of feeling like she would like more magic in her life. She's kind of just there checking everything out. Um, but yeah, she's not like radiating any type of emotion or connection to the divine. Um, I mean, she's calm, cool, collected and all that. Um, but uh, yeah, let more magic in. Maybe then she'll get up off her chair and do some spins in that beautiful green dress. All right, up on the top, the top is apple again. We got this another time with the forbidden fruit. So perhaps it is our judgments. You know, polarity seems to make us all be kind of judgmental. Like our judgments of what is good and like we put these judgments on things and then like we limit ourselves instead of being open um, in a non-judgmental way to new experiences coming in. So that's cool that those two are at the top because what stops the magic from flowing into your life? Judgment, right? Saying that, no, I can't do that, or I'm forbidden to do that, or that's not good, or I wouldn't like that, or you just basically shut down the magic before it even gets a chance to step up on the porch and knock on your door. Like you you see it coming and, you know, it's like, yo, no, 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 can't let that in. Um, so anyways, we have the apple with the forbidden fruit. Of course, there's a snake on that card, and it's kind of like, um, yeah, like just sort of checking its, its little tongue is checking out. There's a middle, there's a middle part of the apple. So there's one apple cut top to bottom. Then there's one cut across the middle that shows the star of the apple. And then there's a whole apple at the bottom since it's reversed. And the snake is sort of sensing that star in the middle that's not usually how we cut the apple. So we don't usually see the five petaled star within the apple. Um, but if you take an apple and cut it across the waist, across the middle, um, you'll see a star inside. Um, if you cut it, you know, straight down in the middle, you basically see, <laughs> Well, you know what you see. All right, so anyways, like that totally looks like um, a representation of female genitalia. Absolutely, when you cut down the apple from top to bottom. When you cut it across the middle, you see a star. And then, of course, if you don't cut the apple at all, you don't see anything. So it really is about perception, 
and um, how you perceive things and different ways of looking at it. So I love this. Coming in with Gorse, who invited us to see things differently with our imagination. We have Vervain, Apple, and then at the bottom, we have, they're all reversed, you guys. All of these cards are reversed. We have Trillium at the bottom, which is spirit into matter. Spirit into matter. And there's three trillium flowers, each with three petals, and they're holding, each holding a gem under the ground in their roots. Although you can't really see the ground, it's just implied. There's three crystal gem gemstones. Um, and then there are some gemstones hidden around the border in these fall leaves. They're kind of hard to see. They're kind of muted. But, and I see a spiral shell, snail shell, but there's trillium, which is spirit into matter. Okay, so it is coming in reverse, but that's okay, because usually whenever things are in reverse, it usually just means, hey, this is something to work on. This is something, you know, to think about. Um, as that pendulum swings out, it comes right back to where it first was. So you're in charge of swinging the pendulum. You're in charge of swinging that energy that is going to manifest. You are spirit. You are here to create. So what are you creating? What are you creating? Are you letting the magic in? Or are you forbidding yourself things that your soul desires? So let me find the book. No, I don't have to find the book. It's right here. I see it now. I couldn't see it before, but now I see it. All right, let me grab the book. We'll just keep the camera rolling. And, oh, there it is, Vervain, right away. So the image of Vervain is a starry night sky. There's a crescent moon. There are these two crossing Vervain stems. Actually, there's probably three vervain stems, um, but you only see two of the flowers, kind of making this triangle, Celtic triangle energy with this vision of the mountains, with the mountains in the background. So what's interesting is um, there's like three different segments where this cross and the sky changes in each of the segments. The color of the mountains change with each of the segments. So this really is a great card for us when we're talking about gorse, when we're talking about changing the way we perceive things and our, the different perspectives that we can have. So it's the same mountain, but depending on the day, the season, the angle where you're standing, it really can look so different. So there's three different paths in each of the three quadrants that take you to a different part of the mountain that take you to a different experience. Ooh, so Vervain is Verbena officinalis, let the magic in. In the book Herbiaria by Maya Toll, she says, Vervain whispers of enchantment in worlds not quite seen. She'll teach you to see beyond the ordinary and help you explore the liminal lands of the psyche. Through her easy access to the in-between, 
She can call in the medicine of plants not present, making her a must for any healer's garden. So I was ecstatic to be driving along this summer, end of summer, and see some vervain just growing alongside the road. Um, yeah, it was so wonderful. Like I got out, I took pictures, I took a little bit with it just to dry it because it was beside the road, so I'm not going to use it um, medicinally. Um, but I thought, you know what, I'm still going to dry it just for like to have on my altar. And now it lives upstairs on the wall hanging on this beautiful, oh my God, this is so funny, on this little handbag, this vintage handbag that I bought one time, which is just covered in rhinestones and, you know, gem crystals. So isn't that interesting um, that we have the crystal kingdom coming in with the trillium and now I've connected it to the vervain inside my head. All right, so anyways, ask vervain to channel her sisters and hold their place in a tea blend or incense. But remember, even though she is wispy, vervain is powerful. A sip of her tea is magical. A cup nauseating. Why? Because too much mystery puts us off balance. Think of it as motion sickness of the soul. So really you just have a little bit of vervain. She's pretty bitter. Um, a sip of her feels magical. A cup of her feels nauseating. So let vervain dance lightly on the edges of your consciousness, reminding you of the infinite possibilities that unfold when you let magic in. And yes, I did smudge a little bit of that plant that I brought home. <clears throat> it was really cool to watch burn. Actually, it looked like little ambers because of the, the seed heads weren't quite open. So it was real cool looking. So what other message does Vervain have for us today? She has a message to study the interstitial. All right, that's a big word. Um, it's all about Celtic lore. Celtic lore says the Druids harvested vervain when neither the sun nor the moon was in the sky. These magical times occur almost daily. We call them dawn and dusk. Vervain's medicine is the medicine of those these interstitial times and of liminal places, doorways, crossroads, and the place where the sea foam curls onto the beach. The way to truly understand her is to hone your knowledge of the in-between. Ooh, I like that. I like that, absolutely, because that really does connect into the image of the lady of Gorse now. So she just asks us, Vervain asks us, when was the last time you truly took in those moments when night slips into day or day into night? So we want to appreciate those crossroads, those times that, yeah, it's neither. It's neither or, it just is. Um, so if you can absorb in your heart that magic of the in-between, if you can just give yourself that time, give yourself a little ritual time to either observe the sunrise or the sunset and just be there for 10 minutes to be under the sky 
Think about Vervain. Hold her in your heart and absorb the magic of the in-between. The in-between. I do love that. I do. So just as Gorse was saying, let your mind become open with imagination to see a path that you had not seen before. You and your family members will see a path that you have had not considered. Even Vervain is saying, be open to the possibility of unexpected answers. So let's not, ooh, as the apple, you know, we were just saying like it, our, our judgments forbid us and close us off. Let's be open to something that we haven't considered yet that we hadn't imagined. Let's be open to possibilities that our little minds just hadn't come up with. So, and to do that, you get in that into that state of in-betweenness, of non-judgment, of just being open. And uh, yeah, a good time to do that is definitely sun up or sundown. So anyways, I highly recommend this book. There's even more to it that you can get into with reflecting and standing at the crossroads and talks about some of the crossroads guardians. So very interesting. But yeah, let's just talk about the apple because I want you to buy this book and the deck too. It is cute. It's beautiful. So I see Trillium. These aren't in order. So I just have to flip through and see if I can find an apple. <laughs> but we already know what the apple's telling us personally. Like, why are you holding back? Why are you judging yourself? Why are you shaming yourself for wanting to do something? Like, yeah, like me making fun of somebody with googly eyes, that was actually probably an appropriate time for me to shame myself. Like, what's wrong with you, you big meanie? Just because you thought she was insulting you, jerk. You know, like I'm the jerk. In my dream, I was totally a jerk. All right, but anyways, so that's maybe like healthy shame. Because <laughs> I don't want to be doing that. But, you know, what about for the things that like we should allow ourselves? So yeah, the apple has always been given some grief. You know, the whole Adam and Eve story. Like, honey, she wasn't doing anything wrong. She was nourishing herself. She was nourishing herself from that tree of life, right? So anyways, um, do you have thoughts that feel like snakes in the garden, pointing you toward embarrassing or dark truths? So Apple wants us to realize the things that we try to hide, that we try to... Ooh, that really influenced the way we see the world, right? Um, so anyways, Apple definitely wants us to, let's see here. What have you forbidden yourself? How do you hold yourself back, right? Apple wants us to really change our perspective, but it begins with what's going on inside of us. It begins on, yeah, it begins on how we have tried to hide things. It begins on how we ignore our intuition and we don't honor our deep wisdom. 
or our needs or on or our desires. Ooh, so yeah, this gorse then, as we look at Lady Gorse, is she holding herself back? Absolutely. Is there things inside of her that maybe she's like, hmm, I don't know if I want everybody to know this or what I'm thinking. Like, she almost looks like she has great wisdom within her. But yeah, she's not sharing it. She's not speaking it. Maybe she doesn't want to be judged. Maybe she doesn't want to put herself out there. So anyways, it's a great message from Apple to get to know ourselves, love ourselves, even with the law of polarity. Yes, we have light. Yes, we have dark. Both are contained within us. So we really need to get to know ourselves and love ourselves unconditionally and then allow ourselves to express ourselves, to speak our words, to move our body, to feel our feelings, to think our thoughts, to just sort of be with whatever it is that's going on inside of us. So anyways, thank you, Apple, for coming in, um, you know, to really bring us in to ourselves today. And then we end with Trillium, which is spirit into matter. Um, trillium is a rare, a rare jewel, rare jewel, brightening the forest floor. Quietly watching the darkness. She's not waiting for ghouls or ghosts. She fears nothing in these dim lit woods. Ooh, isn't that so interesting? <clears throat> so as we're talking about our darkness that we have it within us and the, and the magic and mystery that could maybe scare us, that's coming towards us with the Vervain card. Trillium is down here at the bottom, just waiting, taking it all in, watching the darkness and not being fearful of anything. She has nothing to fear. And that's what she wants us to take away today. You have nothing to fear of that which resides within you. So it's Trillium is really this beautiful permission slip to dive into our shadow work, to dive into the things that we'd rather not let people know about, but dive into them nonetheless, just so you can know about them. So you can better understand yourself and understand that all is contained within you. Ooh, so anyways, yeah, she's, she's there in the dim lit woods and Trillium is waiting on the first fleeting sparks of new life. Come, she says, drawing you deeper into the consciousness of the trees. Let's see what shall be born. So yeah, she's waiting for that, for that new birth perspective, right? Um, and she's just waiting for it all. She's she let's I just have to read this straight from the book The Illustrated Herbiary by Maya Toll because it's so beautiful. While she's been awaiting births for millennia, Trillium's recently developed her invisibility, quietly blending into leaf mulch and fern patches, the dark places where ideas are incubated. On the edge of the abyss of all and nothing. 
She's ready to ease the transition from spirit to matter. Trillium helps with births. She often sees the first spark when other eyes still see darkness. So as Vervain was talking about that in-between moment, Trillium too is in that moment, right? That moment where the dark places, where ideas are incubated, right? That moment of transition of spirit to matter. Yeah, I do love that. That pause, that transitional moment. Ooh, doesn't that make you just want to stop for a minute and go within and see what you can find? So yeah, go within and see what you can find. See what new ideas are ready to birth within you. See what's waiting inside of you. What's waiting to be nurtured inside of you. Can you hold that space within as the lady Gorse is holding that space within right now to change her perspective, to allow a new idea? You have to be quiet to allow a new idea to come to you. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I luck out and I'm, I get one as I'm running at the mouth, but my best ideas come when I am quiet and I'm giving my, myself that chance to listen and expose some new ideas, um, you know, to just hold that space. So yeah, Trillium is the card that says nurture your new ideas, right? Nurture your dream seeds. Put your energy into your creations. You don't want to share your creations too soon with other people, right? You want to let them incubate inside of you. You want to let them grow. You want to make sure this is who you are and what you want to be doing before you birth it too soon. So anyways, what an, what an amazing amazing card. There's a quote by Elizabeth Gilbert from the book Big Magic. She says, ideas are driven by a single impulse to be made manifest. And the only way an idea can be made manifest in our world is through collaboration with a human partner. It is only through a human's efforts that an idea can be escorted out of the ether and into the realm of the actual. So this makes me think that like really we think that we think ideas, but we don't. We're actually just receiving them from spirit. Like, like oh, that was a great idea, but I know that I didn't actually probably think it. I received it. I receive the ideas. Um, I receive um, the energy coming in. And then from my place in spirit, from my place in the ether, I use this body, this physical body, this physical mind to receive the idea, to be a conduit for it. And then we can birth it into the realm of the actual. So when you think of like, try to think of a good idea, you don't actually have to try to think of anything. All you have to do is quiet your mind and open yourself and receive the idea from your spirit self. So it really is like a different way of looking at things. It's definitely a different perspective, you know, because you send your kids to school and they tell them, okay, let's be creative and think of an idea. You need to think, think, think. Well, actually, truly, 
The best ideas come when you receive, receive, receive. Woo, that's so good. All right, so we've got some empty spaces here in the layout, but not really though, it could stand alone. But I did say that I wanted to pull a couple quotes. So here we go. Yeah, I think we'll just pull these two because they're so perfect and it fills in the two spaces on the right and left side. Here's our quotes to end our podcast today. Thanks for hanging out. Um, from Tina T. Ames, Flower Whispers, your wings are ready now. Your wings are ready now. And then on the other side, it says, now it's time to do what is best for you. Now it's time to do what is best for you. So these are so perfectly well-matched. Your wings are ready now. Now is the time. Now it's time. It is time. Now it's time to do what is best for you. So what is best for you? Being reflective, letting in the magic, seeing things from a different perspective, allowing yourself that time and place and space to go within and that in-between moment, that quiet still place where ideas are allowed and available to come in to be birthed. Yes, that is. I would say that's definitely best for you. That's definitely best for you because you are ready. Your wings are ready. You're ready to change. You're ready to soar. You're ready to fly. You're ready to be happy. You're ready to see the world from a different viewpoint. So anyways, thank you so much to Vervain and Apple and Trillium and Gorse. What a great message today to let go of the darkness and allow the light of hope to come into our lives. If we just feel like nothing's ever going to change, nothing's ever going to be different, we need to release that negative perspective and we need to hold hope in our hearts. So allow hope to enter your heart. Allow the light to enter your heart. Allow a little magic from Vervain, just a little bit. (laughs) You don't want to get nauseous. Allow a little vervain to come into your life. Allow the magic, allow the mystery, allow the new creation to come into your life because that is what keeps the planet spinning. That is what keeps everything in check. Death and life, right? Death and birth, the new creation. We've got to let go of the old and we've got to embrace the new. We have to keep it flowing. Everything must change. So allow yourself to be part of that change as well.